Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This is a podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Last week on the podcast, we listened to the a wonderful Falcom soundtrack to Ease 2. And mm-hmm. today we're looking to the next game in the series, uh, the score... Com- The score primarily composed by Meiko Ishikawa to Ease 3, Wanderers from Ease. So good, yeah. Very excited to follow up last week with this one-two punch focusing on Ease 3. It's a great soundtrack. Um, You know, I've been thinking this past week of how would I rank the soundtracks in the series. It's it's really hard to decide. This is definitely up there. It's a a really good soundtrack. It's really cool to hear Ishikawa uh, take the reins. She was the sole composer. Uh, at least for the original version of this soundtrack. Um, and, you know, we have a lot of similar thoughts as last week as far as the different... There's a lot of different ports, a lot of different versions. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. But yeah, this is going to be really interesting to kind of compare this to what was done in the previous game. You know, she was working on that game with Yuzo Kashiro as well as Nagata. And it's really is interesting to hear how, how she kind of took things and ran with it on her own. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just really excited because uh, I I don't know some of these early Ease games I haven't really listened to very much since the earlier mm-hmm. days of the podcast, and it's yeah. crazy just how much time has flown. Uh, because for a long time, I mean, in my brain, this stuff still feels kind of new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really has probably been, you know, six or so years since six and I've a half listened years, to yeah, most of it. Which it's is crazy, crazy. Yeah, it's going to be a really fun episode. You guys are in for a treat. If you haven't heard the soundtrack, um, it's quite good. So like we said, it was originally composed by Mieko Ishikawa, and this game came out a year after East 2. It came out in 1989 originally for the PC-88 and 98. Uh, about a half a year after that, it was re-released for another system, which is actually going to be the primary version we're going to be exploring today, and that was the Sharp X-68. That is definitely not the version that <laughs> fans of this soundtrack are probably expecting us to focus on. A little right. bit of a surprise. And it was to me, too. For years, the version that I had been the most familiar with and that I had really loved was the Genesis version. And that came out um, two years after the original PC-88 version. And it's it's a very good version of the soundtrack. What I found out is that it's actually very heavily modeled after the sound of this Sharp X68 version. Uh, and so a lot of the really good, strong qualities of the Genesis version are present in here. Uh, one thing that we should mention is the Sharp version was actually implemented, handled by composer Masaki Kawai. And so he took Ishikawa's music and did a really great job of implementing it. Sometimes he would do some really surprising things with it. And sometimes he would kind of change things up, which mm-hmm. sometimes works and sometimes doesn't but it's really interesting to hear that also he did compose a handful of original tunes i think three of which we're going to hear today so that that's the primary version we're going to be listening to just like last week we're going to be doing a handful of comparisons to take a listen to a few different versions of the score so i think we're doing five of those today what you guys heard playing in was the opening from east three wanderers from ease Uh, And that was composed by, of course, Mieko Ishikawa. Let's keep going. We're now going to play a very sweet piece of music. This is uh, the town theme of the game. It's called Trading Town of Redmont, composed by Mieko Ishikawa from East 3.
guys listening to Trading Town of Redmond, composed by Miyako Ishikawa. It's so sweet. It's such a clear Ishikawa composition. It, it, it's nice going into the soundtrack. You, you know already that you're in good hands. It feels very familiar. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, this is from the Sharp X68 version, and I'm excited to kind of discuss what's maybe different and special about this version uh, to the originals. Let, right now, actually, why don't we do our first comparison of the day? Let's take a listen to this track on the Genesis here. Pretty close, Will. What what are your thoughts about maybe uh, these two versions so far? Well, the drums sound much better in the sharp version, but mm-hmm. the bass, I don't know. It's just, you can't beat the classic kind of Genesis bass sound, in my opinion. Yep. Uh, and there's something, there's like a sort of glue, a gel that happens in the Genesis version that just ties all the elements together yeah. that the sharp one doesn't quite have. But I do really like the sharp version. Um uh, and I especially like the clarity of all of the harmonies. Um, there's a lot yeah. of these sort of dense chords moving in parallel, which is a really pretty sound that I actually associate a lot with Ishikawa. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've heard her do that in, in several instances. I like that this town theme uh, is evoking kind of a Western connotation. I mean, just hmm. e- even right away with that, yeah, da, 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 um, oh, that yeah. sort of trope of like a mariachi turn or whatever. Um, yeah, I thought this was this was kind of beautiful and perfect because compositionally, like chord wise, it's very sweet and romantic, reminiscent of some of her tender ballads from the previous games in the series. But it also does have that kind of driving rock um, rhythm underneath it, so it really is a nice combination for the series. Well, and to me, that galloping rhythm. Uh puts in mind kind of like a western and a, a desolate true. town with a saloon and a horse and i really don't know the context in the game but i i do strongly think that that's the atmosphere that the composer's going for Hmm. well let's move on uh to one of the early pieces in the game this is the inn theme it's called a quiet moment again composed by ishikawa let's take a listen Nice piece of music. This is A Quiet Moment, which is the end theme from East 3. This is composed by Mieko Ishikawa. So a couple things I just want to mention about uh, this particular version of the soundtrack we're playing today. To me, it was a really nice bridge between the original PC-88 release and the Genesis. Um, I do think that those two versions are pretty popular. Uh, the original PC-88 version of the soundtrack, even more so than the previous two games, it really felt to me like... The sound, it wasn't able to kind of capitalize on what the music wanted, and it really felt like it was holding it back. The Genesis version sounded really nice. Um, This was kind of this happy medium where it felt 
you know, the sound chip that you're hearing is this Yamaha YM2151. It's it's a really nice, popular kind of arcade uh, eight-channel FM chip. And so it's a chip that sounds familiar to us, but, you know, you have a little bit better drum sample uh, possibilities. And so, yeah, I, I just thought this was a really interesting soundtrack. And there's a couple tracks later on we're going to hear where... Um, Kawhi does some surprising arrangement choices. Well, something that I like about this track, first of all, I like the sort of Dorian waltz aspect yeah. of it. That that progression gives it a medieval classic connotation. Yet the presentation here comes across a little bit more like groovy and funky to mm-hmm. some sense, if, if that makes sense. Uh, but the other thing that I like about it is that B section has a, a really somber tragic morose sound to it, it does. and i like that depth and sophistication we talked a little bit last week about how ishikawa's music just seems to be a little bit more emotionally sophisticated like a yeah. little bit more adult and nuanced um it if it's not necessarily always as exciting as like what Yuzo Koshiro was doing, um, but her music has captures that almost, I don't know, a, a bit of that human element that I really like. But this one, mm-hmm. more so than anything in Ease 2, uh, it, it, to me, it really tells sort of a story. And I like the contrast between the A and B section because that Dorian progression going from the minor one to the major four chord, yeah. there's something um, eternally hopeful about that. And especially mm-hmm. in this kind of groove, uh, it gives it almost something kind of cool and like uh, exciting. Yeah. Um, but then that B section, yeah, da, 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 it just it, it feels defeated and heavy. And I it's like great that, that contrast. All right, we're going to move on to the first Kawhi composition. So this this was one of, I think, five tracks that was new and exclusive to the Sharp X68 release. This wasn't in the original uh, PC-88 version. Um, and uh, also, these tracks were taken and used for the Genesis version as well. So the Genesis version included um, the original PC-88 tunes as well as these Kawaii compositions. And this is a really great track. This is called Introduction. And so apparently it was some sort of additional intro theme for the Sharp version. And this was composed by Misaki Kawaii. It's a really fun kind of energetic Latin piece of music with a beautiful melody. Let's take a listen to Introduction. What a melody on that, folks. This is Introduction, composed by Masaki Kawai from East 3, Wanderers from East. Now, Will, question I have for you. Do you notice anything interesting about the sound of this track? Instrument-wise. Hmm. Yeah, maybe... I, I guess, to me, it sounds interesting that the whatever instrument that was on the left channel wasn't using any vibrato. Um... But other than that, I don't know, it sounds kind of Ooh, like the so other things that I've heard. I played a trick on you and all of you guys today. I actually did um, a little bit of mad scientist work on this. On this particular track that you're hearing, all of the melodic instruments are the sharp 
uh, sound chip, but the the drums and percussion are actually from the Genesis. So I combined Uh them together for this track. You dog. (laughs) I wanted to see how it would fit. And I think it fits actually really well. I did like the percussion from uh, the Genesis version. It's a very similar part, but he added this um, up-tempo kind of fast kick and snare pattern that wasn't in the sharp version. Um, And so I was just kind of curious to see just for my own amusement, what it would sound like to put those together. And I, I couldn't resist uh, <laughs> including this today. So yeah, if you listen to the original sharp version, the drums sound a little bit different than this. That that was the, That's what I was getting at there. But I really what like... What a great the, theme. I really like this piece of music. I think that it it's a classic in the series. It's one it of is. the first ones that I think of. That opening phrase, Beautiful. When I think of ease, that's one of the first things that comes to my mind. So I think it's really cool that Kawhi sort of cemented himself in the series in that way. Absolutely. I remember in our Ease Part 2 episode, which was, again, a very early episode in the podcast in Season 1, I remember you were very struck by by this theme. This was one of your favorites from the score of Ease 3. And so, yeah, classic track right there. Let's get back to Ishikawa, back to the sharp. And I didn't do any other weird editing today so that was just a or one-off. did you <laughs> all right let's take a listen to the shop theme this is called welcome You guys are listening to Welcome, which is the shop theme from East 3, composed by Mieko Ishikawa. And this this version we're listening to today primarily is the Sharp X68 version, which came out in uh, early 1990. Uh, the original came out in the summer of 89. And so this Sharp version, two years, about two years from what we the music we heard uh, last week. You know, th- what's interesting about not just this track, but a lot of what we've played today is I think it definitely fits within the Ease series. But it's so different from not just the sound of Ease 2, but the style of the music. I totally agree, And the depth of the composition. Like, this, what's fascinating about the music to Ease 3, I I think I actually prefer it because it it just feels like a little bit more nuanced. It feels a little bit more, it's almost like listening to something five years ahead of what the last game was doing. Um, yeah. Because the Ease 2 stuff sounds classic to me and kind of very typical of when I think of that Falcom sound. Mm-hmm. But the, a lot of this stuff is like groovy and feel like it works on multiple levels where so much of that earlier Ease stuff is a bit more unidimensional. And it's just sort of interesting kind of how it's different. You're absolutely right, but we definitely have to give Kawhi props for that he kind of made that happen on this sharp version. This sharp version is so much more groovy than the original PC-88. The drum part is a lot more elaborate. Um, he did a lot of surprising choices. There's there's certain tracks where he completely changed what the groove is. Um, and so he, he really did a great job of making this sound uh, more advanced. Yeah, to me, I definitely think East 2 uh, 
is a soundtrack that I love more. I think it has more memorable and timeless melodies. I think the melodies on East 3 um, aren't quite as strong, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's a really great soundtrack. And I think overall, it maybe holds up a little bit better than, than East 2 uh, in some ways. So that's really cool. All right, let's do another comparison here. Um, we're going to compare, again, the Genesis version to the Sharp version, but let's actually play the Genesis version first on this one. And I actually think this is one of the pieces of music that the Genesis one does the best. That that would be my definitive version of this track. This is The Boy Who Had Wings. This was that melody we were talking about last week. Uh, taking the textbook of that theme of Adol that Yuzo Koshiro composed, Ishikawa here is taking that idea and putting a new melody on it and really creating one of the one of the main themes of the whole series. This is known as the stage entrance theme of East 3, composed by Mieko Ishikawa. Outstanding. Uh, probably my, maybe this is my favorite ease track um, of the entire series. I it's love incredible. this track. I love the arrangement. I like the interplay between all the elements. The melody is great. The groove is great. The form is really great. I like how she gets back into the loop with the that rhythm, but now with different chords rather than those sort of spaced out fourths as yeah. in the earlier part. It's really great. All of the 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 craft of it, the structure of it, but it's just, um, yeah, it's so catchy, and I, I just think this is really one of Ishikawa's best, and it's also owed a lot to the, the skeleton of the Yuzo Koshiro idea mm-hmm. but it's just sort of to me this is like what i love about ease music yeah this is also known as winged boy which is a little bit shorter version of that title but such a classic track this is one of the ones i was thinking about for a track of the week there's two tracks today that i was kind of trying to decide between so so good so so classic uh we're gonna now fade up uh the sharp version so let's take a listen to some of the interesting choices that we might have to wait a little bit to hear it but uh Kawhi made some interesting choices here on the sharp version so you heard a little bit of that we'll hear more of the a section once it loops but yeah he completely changed the groove on on parts of this one he added some of those stop rhythms where some of the instruments cut out and have these really interesting hits um this was one of the tracks for whatever reason that i think he actually took the most liberties on and there's parts of it that are really cool and work really well i think there is something lost in in his version here because it's not just as straight ahead driving throughout the whole thing as the genesis uh version was and i think the original pc8 
PC-88 version was, so it's interesting that he did that. Yeah, I, I like it. I think it, it's really groovy, and again, it makes the composition a little bit more deep, but I do agree that, you know, this is a... This is just a quintessential video game composition, and part of what makes it so good is that driving bass rhythm. It is the consistency of the elements and the specific interplay of all the parts. So when you start messing with that and changing yeah. it, it's good, but it it definitely, that sharp version could never be like a definitive presentation exactly. of this track. Exactly. It was a little bit of an experiment, but it's really cool to listen to. And, and that brings me to something we talked about this last week, and I think it's even more true with Ease 3. There's not a perfect definitive version of the score. Uh, every single port has their own quirky strengths and weaknesses. Some of the other versions, uh, there was an SNES version. I did not like that version of the soundtrack. There was uh, a PS2 version that came out way later. Mm. There's a TurboGrafx CD or a PC Engine CD version. We're going to play a couple examples of that. That was pretty good, but probably the most uneven version to me, where like some tracks sounded great, some didn't. Uh, and so overall, uh, the majority of the Sharp tracks I thought sounded pretty nice, which is kind of why we're primarily focusing on that but man that's a great track you know what let's decide once we get to that next uh possible track of the week tune let's maybe compare it and pick which one is our favorite uh the next track we have is be careful which is the theme from the area tigre quarry here we go <laughs> So good. You guys are listening to Tigre Quarry. The name of the track is Be Careful, composed by Miiko Ishikawa from East 3. I really like this one. I like that it both rocks, but also has a bit of harmonic sophistication. You get a little bit of chromaticism and some An sort atmospheric of neat chord changes. Yeah. And it has almost like a Spanish flavor to sort of the, the B section and... I like the way it returns to the um, loop and yeah, that kind of like rocking and feels really special. Well, this one almost has two pieces of music in one. You have that really creepy intro mm-hmm. um, with those really weird samples. It sounded like a dog barking. I don't know if it was what it was supposed to be, but um, yeah, this one is definitely throws you for a loop because you think it's just going to be this slow uh, you know, ominous track, and then the, the drums kick in, and we rock here. This is great. Yeah, really cool to hear Ishikawa do that kind of rocking thing. And mm-hmm. again, it's like I just the the sound of this in the detail of composition to me just seems a lot stronger than some of what was there in East Two. Yeah, I mean, maybe it, it doesn't feel as classic 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's but part of that is like I just heard the other stuff more, and the sound of the PC eighty eight and those specific compositions are a little bit more classic to me. But just yeah. I don't know. To me, this does the rock thing in a more interesting way, and it isn't just mm-hmm. a sort of one note. You know. All right, let's move on to another Masaki Kawai composition. So this was for the first time featured in the Sharp X sixty eight release. This is a great track, and I knew this from the Genesis version. Um, this is called Lovely Elena, or would you say Elena? It's a E-L-E-N-A. I would say Elena. Lovely Elena from East 3. beautiful you guys are listening to lovely elena beautiful piece from east three composed by masaki Kawai, and he is kind of losing himself in this soundtrack it, it feels like something that ishikawa could have composed it's very beautiful interesting harmonies one thing that's such a treat about this sharp version is you have so many channels that you can have these really lush expansive soundscapes created with fm instruments you know multiple different harmonized lines and sustaining notes and melodies and that's yeah this feels very full beautiful track yeah i really like the melody i like the vibe of it i like the arrangement yeah i don't have a negative thing to say about it i think it's really outstanding uh, I, there's something about it. I, I, this melody feels so familiar to me, and not just in the way that, like, oh, from when we played it years ago, but it yeah, sounds almost two. like it's, uh, I don't know, quoting or arranging some other ease melody. Um, it just, yeah, bum, bum, ba-da-dum, ba-da-dum, yeah, I don't bum, think bum. so. There's something about that that feels like to me. Really I mean, this piece familiar. is is familiar, nostalgic, just on its own. I, I I'll never forget playing it on that East Part Two episode. It's one of my favorites in the score. It's a beautiful track. We played in that episode. We played the Genesis version, which is very faithfully modeled after this. It sounds very similar. Um, and so, yeah, this is this is one of Kawhi's best uh, new compositions. Really, really good. Okay, let's move on to that track that I was considering uh, as another potential track of the week. This is um, Ill Burns Ruins, which is just such a classic ease track. It kind of has all the elements you're looking for. Definitely one of my favorite tracks in the, in this whole score. This is composed by Mieko Ishikawa. We're going to do a comparison on this one where eventually we'll fade up a little bit of the PC Engine CD version. Let's take a listen to Ilburn's Ruins.
There it is. <laughs> I think the reason why this is my favorite is because Will saying, now this sounds like something from East 2, and it totally does. You could tell me that this was like an unused track from East 2. It, Even it's that absolutely stupid, stupid like Pickerty <laughs> third that goes back to reverse, minor. Reverse I hate Pickerty it. third. I, I hate it, Carl. I just, this I track, though, I'll never like it. How good is this track? It's, it's so really good. good. I, I like the melody. I like the arrangement the harmony um, and it are does awesome. feel very much like ease to i mean all of the rhythms the uh, just all the details of the track it, well, it reminds me so much of that music what i love so much is that it rocks and it's it's this driving classic ease track that rocks as much as anything in the series but it has that beautiful um harmonic style of ishikawa and her melodic uh you know very sensitive sweet style let's take a listen to a little bit of the pc engine cd So they made the right choice of, of having so the, the great distorted rock guitars. 80s, like it just you, sounds... you want it. This is perfect, I think. I think this is one of the examples where the PC Engine CD is, is on the nose. Like, this is exactly yeah. the sound you want. Yeah, I mean, this... Again, I, I'm really impressed with a lot of the arranged versions of the Ease stuff because I feel like they're really nailing what the composer's original intent was. To yeah. me, my pick of the track of the week, though, it's still got to clearly be the Winged Boy. Like, to me, what I love about that, you. not just the melody, not just the arrangement and how good it is as a piece of music, but symbolically, the fact that it's also the sort of handshake between yeah. Yuzo Koshiro it's and very Ishikawa. Special. It's that It's kind of important, you know? Yep. That just seems like if you could only share one piece from the series, I'd be more comfortable sharing that than this. This is a great piece of music, but mm-hmm. it doesn't capture everything that I love about Ease in the way that I feel like that other one does. You guys heard it. That's the word. Track of the week is The Boy Who Had Wings. That's a tough one to beat. All right. Really cool. Let's keep things going here. Uh, another very energetic piece of music. Back to back. This is A Searing Struggle, composed by Ishikawa from East 3. Great track. You guys are listening to A Searing Struggle, which is a nice rocking shuffle composed by Mieko Ishikawa. This one, almost more than anything, it really feels like she's channeling her inner Yuzo Koshiro. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. This really reminds me, for all the good and the bad that comes with yep. that, you know. <laughs> a lot of energy, a lot of passion, um, not a lot of subtlety, I guess, uh, and there's a lot of notes. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> it's very shredding. Again, this this is a piece of music that's a nice contrast to something else, but like sometimes I struggle with these Falcom soundtracks in the context of an episode. I get a little like oversaturated with the mm-hmm. kind of like you know unidimensional rock thing i think you were saying that on the guilty gear episode where it's like this is good music but i start to check out a little bit with like this kind of stuff i think you're still going to have success with this today because we have plenty of tracks coming up that are a nice change of pace so it's not going to be this sound from here on out and again that's thanks to ishikawa i mean she i think her heart is kind of more aligned with more soft sweet uh, sentimental like emotional right. music and so you're always going to have that that element in her scores um all right let's move on to one that is uh not quite as rocking uh this one is very nice this one is very beautiful this is stealing the will to fight which is the location of eldom mountain range You guys are listening to Stealing the Will to Fight, which is the theme of the Eldom Mountain Range, composed by Mieko Ishikawa. Amazing piece of music, very beautiful, and it has that earnest emotion that she brings to her composition. Just so good. Totally. Yeah, I really like this one. I like the counterpoint that happens later on. I like yeah. the sort of dancey groove, and I really like the um, rhythmic groove at the beginning that's kind of like... Yeah, me too. Keeping you in suspense a little bit. That little descending, shimmery ostinato. Very video gamey. Reminds me of kind of Sonic or something. Uh, this whole track gives me like a Sonic on the Genesis sort of vibe to it. Um, which I, I We haven't mentioned in these episodes today, but when we first discovered Ease, that was sort of how you pitched it to me. Is It's kind of like a lot mm-hmm. of these long lost Sonic tracks. Because I think... Uh, for the PC88 stuff, for both of us, it was just like so cool hearing those FM sounds that we really associated, I think, with Sonic. But a lot of the kind of Japanese musical styles of video game music uh, definitely occasionally give it that color to me of being like a Sonic track. I don't hear it as much anymore because I think I've just listened to so much game music that I don't only associate these things with sonic games but this track in particular definitely was giving me that 
vibe. I can hear that. Yeah, this is a really strong standout piece of music. Um, it's something that I'm really grateful for Ishikawa because I feel like other composers in the series wouldn't have landed on this kind of exact sound. Um, it's a nice balance. It's kind of like a balance between some of those really high energy rockers and some really soft and subdued pieces of music because right. emotionally it's it's very serious and a little bit tragic even, but there is this consistent kind of slow driving element to it. Well, and I think what I like about this over some of the rock stuff is to me some of that stuff feels not like a formula, but it's almost like you start the engine and then it's just kind of plugging things in where something like this every moment the groove changes and the composition changes and it just feels like all the little pieces of it were put together with so much intention where when yeah. you start off a track and it's it's just kind of like you know i just feel like oftentimes the melodies aren't as inspired with those because it's just kind of not to say that it's formulaic necessarily but there's kind of there's not as much you can do with that and they've there's so much music in the series that has done that kind of thing already so i think it's hard to be innovative over the same kind of template you know what i'm saying where this doesn't yeah. sound like a lot of other east tracks and that's a good thing i feel like she's pushing herself and expanding in, in new territories and we hear things in this track like that sort of uh counterpoint and imitation that happens late in the form that it's like oh i'd never heard that specific thing in an ease track before it's a it's a unique piece of music and that's going to lead us nicely into this next track which is probably one of the softest most subdued things at least so far today this is called tearful twilight it's really beautiful it has a, a little bit of that kind of classical influence maybe a little bit of kind of folk influence as well uh this is also known as there's a parentheses um a town without people so kind of think about that image as you listen to tearful twilight Short and sweet. That's about 39 second loop there. That's Tearful Twilight composed by Ishikawa from East 3. Um, and in this, at least in this portion of the soundtrack, and maybe I'm just assuming game, um, as you're approaching the Valestine Castle, it looks like, uh, you have a lot of... Um, a little bit more stripped down kind of classical pieces of music. And there's one that we're not playing today that's called Prayer for Love, which is very authentic to kind of Baroque music. Carl, there's something that I want to do in this track. Just the mood of it seems like a fitting time because I do think it speaks for itself. This is something yeah. we haven't done in a while, but I think we should do. Uh, we used to do this a lot when I was uh, in college, mm. um, but now that I've moved back and we're in the same city, it's not like we see each other all that much. So I think this would be mm -hmm. a good time to do a uh, catch up. Uh, sure. And talk about what's been going on in our lives. Why don't you start off? Yeah, a uh, lot's been going on. I mean, I think creatively for us, uh, we have uh, multiple game projects that we're currently working on, so that's really fun. Um, I've been this week kind of gearing up for, we actually have a recording in a shooting session this, this coming weekend for the Mercado Band, so we're going to be laying down some new music and, and videos, and so I've been kind of getting 
uh, my space ready for that. Um, so that's very exciting. I'm trying to think of what else is new. I have a couple of possible job opportunities that I'm looking into, kind of maybe switching up some of my time um, from hopefully instead of just doing all the all the teaching that I'm doing, I'd like to kind of combine that with uh, another maybe more structured job so that I can do a little bit of that, a little bit of mm-hmm. teaching, you know, a little bit of composition, right. kind of a nice mix of, of different stuff. So I'm trying to get that Such figured out. Such is the musician's life. It's I know, never right? enough to just do one thing. Yeah, you got to wear at least three different hats in order to make it happen. So yeah, just kind of figuring out some of that stuff. I, I love the teaching and I've been doing that for what is it, like two and a half, maybe three years now? And that's been great. Uh, I think I'm at the point now where I'm ready to kind of pare that down a little bit and add another element that's maybe a little bit more structured that's the same every single week because the teaching thing is is kind of different every single week. Nice, man. What about you? I've been good. Uh, I, I really feel like I'm settling into my job um, and I'm I've been feeling very creative lately. Like I finally gotten into a headspace where I feel like I'm writing a lot of new music. Me too. That's great. Composing a lot for that superstar squadron. And then I've been working on some tracks for this, uh, one of these game projects that you and I are working on. But uh, yeah, I've heard, um, I think almost all the superstar squadron stuff, you show me a lot of it. It's, I'm just so excited for that to yeah, come out. I, I think really I've only cool. shown you like half of what I've written. Cause I'm just a little embarrassed. Oh, okay. I've, I've shared everything with Carlos, but mm-hmm. he was sort of making fun of me. He's like, so what are you going to have this finished like tomorrow? Because every day I would have a new thing, but <laughs> I, I haven't worked on it in almost a week now, but there was a period of time where it's like every day I was having something. Cause I had yeah. all these ideas for a while, but I just hadn't had time to sort of implement I, I relate to that i mean when i would be working on albums that happens a lot where at least for like sonic-esque or for even like high flyer it felt like every day or every other day i would basically like finish finish the song sometimes yeah speaking of that i actually did put out a new sonic tune um on my youtube channel a few days back and i've been getting a lot of requests uh for another sonic-esque and it is something i'm considering i'm trying to figure out how I would do that and how I can make something that feels new and fresh. Um, and so I am considering uh, doing some other entry in, in the Sonic-esque world, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's cool, man. Another thing that I've been uh, dealing with, and this has nothing to do with music, but I have an ant problem in my apartment. <laughs> so I've been on kind of like a ant rampage of trying to kill these little that's um, weird so yeah i bought all these sprays and traps and every day i just kind of do a pass and i mean it was pretty <laughs> bad at first but now i've got it where it's like i'll walk around my whole apartment and i'll see like one or two ants um and i, hmm. I let them live if they're just like that but when they start to congregate that's when they must time die. to go time to go yeah that's really cool man How nice i like that little catch up we should do that once in a while All right. So yeah, uh, one track that we're skipping is called Prayer for Love, which is um, one of the pieces of music that takes place in the Valenstein Castle place of worship. Um, This is the overall Valenstein Castle theme, and it is a rocker. Let's take a listen to this.
We're listening to Valestine Castle, composed by Meiko Ishikawa from yes. E3, Wanderers of Ease. This one rocks. This is one of my favorites. It's it's the lo- it's one of the longest form tracks in the game. You know, it's about a, a minute and 25 seconds, and there's so many sections, and very, very emotional. She really put everything she had into this one. Um, it has, yes, it has those kind of cliche textbook ease elements to it, um, but there's a lot more than your typical ease track in this. You get a, a bang for your buck in this piece I of mean, music. even just in terms of length and duration, yeah. uh, it definitely feels more inspired because it, it's longer than I guess it needs to be, um, yeah. but there's all these different sections and the ideas are constantly changing and evolving, and I think that's really cool, and it does have a lot of energy, and uh, this is one that wins me over more and more as it goes, where when it started, yeah, I was kind of like, okay, yeah, I I know what this is going to be. The progression, the melody, the groove. It's kind of like, we've heard that before, but it really yeah. wins you over by the end of it. Uh, all the I places totally it goes. Agree. And there's sort of kind of like it buries the lead. One of the more hooky ideas happens later on. Yeah, absolutely. I know exactly what you mean. Well, let's, let's get ready to fade up another example of the PC Engine CD. Take a listen to Valstein Castle on this. Yeah, this this one's interesting. Um, you guys should check out the, this entire track at some point on your own. There's some some interesting liberties that uh, these arrangers took, and I think it might have been this track or another one where there's a little bit of a different introduction. Like the way this track starts is a little different, um, and so it's kind of cool. With with a, almost all of these ports, there's certain tracks where those particular um, arrangers are kind of putting their own little spin on it and. Yeah, this is another one that uh, I think sounds really great on the the CD here. Well, and that PC Engine one, it makes me think of like a Super Nintendo track, like Super Street Fighter 2 or something. I don't know, I there's can, something yeah, just about those uh, synths that remind me of like Super Nintendo sampled synths. Yep. Um, yeah, this, yeah, this track has like a Capcom-y sound in my opinion. Oh my gosh, dude, I was going to say that. It really reminds me of like Street Fighter or like some of those other uh, soundtracks that Yoko Shimomura did. Um, in that era, right? Um, yeah, it definitely has that that vibe to it. It's it's so good. That is a really cool piece of music. Let's move on to um, a very beautiful and kind of evocative piece of music. This is called Radiant Key, and this is another piece that does take place in the Valstein Castle. Uh, it's also at the place of worship in that castle. So so let's take a listen to Radiant Key by Mieko Ishikawa. Well, that's it folks it's very short and sweet and it's kind of this deceptive form because you can never really tell when it starts or ends very circular this is radiant key composed by Mieko Ishikawa this is gorgeous I love this track you know I am so surprised and impressed 
by a specific aspect of the uh, implementation, which is the way that it transitions from that softer synth sound to that bell sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it's higher in its range, it's not the bell sound. And when it gets lower, mm-hmm. it transitions. In the There's a very surreptitious way that she does this, which is that the delay instrument and the really high register is the same as the melodic instrument. But once yeah. it gets a little bit lower, the delay instrument actually starts being the bell sound. And then... When it gets low enough, then the melody instrument is the bell sound. So it's a really nice way of transitioning those timbres, and it feels really natural. And it's a very cool sound that I don't think I've ever heard before in a, a chip track where yeah. the one singular floored line changes instruments throughout it, but mm-hmm. it doesn't have the sound of like a hocket thing where now it's in a different voice. It it seamlessly sounds like almost one instrument in the way that playing low on the piano sounds well, differently we than mention- playing high on the piano. You know, some of those um, achievements, uh, implementation-wise, really have to be owed to Kawhi here, since he was the one responsible for implementing this version. I do oh, think this right. is pretty pretty faithful to the PC-88 original, but yeah, what a gorgeous piece of music. Implementation is flawless. It's a great composition. I, I love how circular it is, where, you know, if you're in this place of worship for, you know, a minute, two minutes, you're... you're by no means going to get sick of this, but you might not even realize that it's looping. Right, yeah. This one sort of disguises the loop, which is something that, again, that's such a fun part of the art of writing video game music is the different ways that something can loop or not loop. Um, but just finding those ways where it's like, do you draw attention to it? Do you have a moment of pause? Do you try to disguise it? Do you make it feel like just another repetition of a refrain by having a lot of internal repetition? Uh, Mm -hmm. But this is a piece of music where it's just one consistent rhythmic idea in a very similar type of way of just arpeggiating a chord sequence. And the specific nature of the progression is that when we loop back to the top, it doesn't feel like the start. It just Mm -hmm. feels like the next... Uh, inevitable chord sequence of where you end and that's what makes it feel so circular all right we're going to move on to seal of time um which is kind of a quintessential east piece of music this will be a comparison uh we we have to do one of these today we thought it was fitting we're going to compare this to the original pc88 version which was the version that uh, ishikawa actually worked on so we'll start things off with the sharp uh, version of seal of time You guys listening to Seal of Time, composed by Ishikawa from Ease 3. And again, this version, which is the primary version of today, is on the Sharp X68. It's a nice track. Yeah, I like the melody. Uh, again, feels very samey, but it fits in with the other music from the series. And Yeah, this isn't one of the strongest tracks in the game, I would say. I do like the opening phrase. Yeah, da, 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 da. And mm-hmm. I like, uh, at least in this version, there's that sort of 
um, suspended note that keeps sort of descending um, yeah, dun, 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 yeah. Uh, in a different instrument. I don't know if that's a touch that uh, Kawhi added, but mm-hmm. that's, that's sort of a nice part of the track that I like. Well, let's do this. Let's fade up uh, a little bit of the original PC-88 version. We can kind of hear uh, how things changed and maybe what Kawhi added to this sharp version. Here we go. So one thing you're hearing um, is a lot more limited palette, a lot more limited uh, number of channels. And really, to me, going from the sharp, getting used to that sound today and going to this, it is so lacking. Um, there's just not as much depth that was possible on the PC-88. Well, there's less counterpoint. There isn't that suspension that I called out is not there. And so mm-hmm. some of the details of the arrangement and the part writing it just is... Uh, more limited, but there's something yeah. I like about that because uh, again, mm-hmm. this gets back to the point we've made before of uh, even once you get past the NES, there's still this idea of like a three voice composition, um, yeah. and they're using the channels in, in such a basic way where essentially it's like melody and bass, yeah, um, or melody and harmony and bass, where there's not really this full fleshed out kind of arrangement with all this interaction. Yeah, it's it's so interesting. And again, if you guys are curious, you can listen to the whole version on the PC-88. And again, the music is very strong, but it's just not, in my opinion, it's it's not the best presentation of, the, of that music. And I do feel differently uh, in that way versus Ease 1 and 2. I still absolutely love the Ease 1 and 2 PC-88 versions. I know they're not perfect, but to me, they're just such good presentations of, of those melodies. And I didn't feel that way, actually, about Ease 3. And I still don't necessarily feel like there's one perfect soundtrack, you know? Some of the tracks, like we talked about, um, like on the the Trading Town and on The Boy Who Had Wings, I prefer the Genesis. Um, some of these, I prefer the Sharp. Uh, some of them, I think I prefer the PC Engine CD. One version that I never would prefer is the, the Super Nintendo version. That is just, I thought that sounded pretty trashy. <laughs> Really? Yeah, I, I don't. Just remember, a bad but implementation. When we did our one of our E's episodes, I remember listening to some Super Nintendo soundtracks. I don't know. Yeah, if that it was, was for that this was game four or and five. Else. Four and mm. five. Those um those had versions um on the Super Nintendo like original Super Nintendo music, whereas this was just like a really kind of lazy port on the Super Nintendo, at least music wise. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to Beat of Destruction. This is a Pretty interesting piece of music. A um, little bit of tension and dissonance here. Beat of Destruction, also uh, the location of this is Galbalan's Island. Here we go. Interesting, to say the least. This is Beat of Destruction, which takes place on Galbalan's Island, composed by Ishikawa from East 3. And I will say that Kawhi is kind of adding some really cool groove elements to that bridge section 
um, kind of souping things up, adding a little bit more interest. If it wasn't for that bridge section, there's there's not a lot to to enjoy about this track. I don't think it was designed to be uh, enjoyable or pleasing. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, uh, I mean, I like the idea of sort of a bass-led melody and um, the mood of it. I guess it just comes across as a little annoying. It, it wasn't necessarily yeah. immersing me or making me feel like it was story intentional. Well, it just those snarly, came off as... those snarly FM instruments don't help with that either. Well, to me, it's also <laughs> it comes yeah. off as like experimental and a, not a very good way. Yeah, yeah. This is probably uh, the weakest track that made the cut uh, today. There's some other music that didn't make the cut. That's kind of this level um, where it's it's functional music, and I'm sure it's a creepy uh, section of the game. But yeah, it's not something that holds up on its own as a piece of music. I totes agree with that. All right, uh, let's move on. We're approaching the end of the game, and you can really hear that with the music. Um, things are going to get a little bit more you know, intense here. Uh, approaching the end of the episode, this is Tower of Destiny, composed by Mieko Ishikawa. interesting I, I like this piece of music as a little bit of that James I do too. bond chord progression this is also uh galbaland's island but this is the top floor as you're closing in on uh galbaland who's the final boss and we're gonna hear his final boss theme in a little bit here um yeah this is nice um i kind of think it's a great way to kind of get you close to that final boss you're nearing the end of the game and it, you know in some ways the the dynamics and the, the overall energy is kind of coming down a little bit, but there's something really powerful about that. I like the introduction. There's that bit of sort of imitation of the melodic idea. Again, we get that sort of Dorian, yeah. um, ancient hero- heroism. Uh, but I, I really like my favorite thing about this track is the interplay between the melody and the... Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, it's really cool. This is a very evocative piece of music. Well composed. Yeah, definitely a lot stronger than that beat of destruction. That's for sure. Okay, so guys, this is the last uh, original Kawaii composition that we have on the playlist. And I think this is a little bit out of order. Um, I was trying to have a little bit of variety so it wasn't just these ending themes here. Uh, This is a a nice piece of music. Um, It does kind of fit. uh, It's kind of, I could see this as something that happens uh, near the end of the game. Let me see when this actually happen oh so it's a little bit confusing because it's near the end of the soundtrack um but part of that is because i think they were trying to group all of Kawhi's compositions um in, in one way so i don't know where this takes place in the game but this is chester's theme composed by masaki Kawhi.
Nice piece of music, very emotional, very serious. This is Chester's theme, composed by Masaki Kawai from Ease 3. So this was first heard on the sharp version, and then again, all of this Kawai music was also included in at least the Genesis version. I can't speak to uh, the other versions, I'm not positive, um, but yeah, this, this is a nice piece of music. Yeah, very much so. I, I, I dig it. I kind of like the... I don't know. There's something like American rock. Yeah, I know what you, you mean. Know, it's, it's a different just kinda vibe. Like gut busting. Yeah, uh, I well, like the also the, the kick beautiful. drum four on the floor works really well. Yeah, it really kind of amps you up. And what I love about the melody is it starts off with this long sustained uh, whole note, which is like a measure and a half long, followed by shredding sixteenth notes. You know, it's just a really nice contrast rhythmically there. Yeah, and I mean even the rhythm da 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 That's catchy. It's very syncopated, but that contrasting with the steady pulse really is effective, you know. Yeah, Kawhi's tracks, he was no slouch. I mean the stuff he contributed is is some of the best stuff in the score, so Great job to Kawhi, uh, not only with his compositions, but his great implementation on the sharp. All right, let's move on to the final boss theme, which is Galbalan's theme here. This is the strongest foe, and we're going to do a comparison a little bit later. We'll fade up once more today, the Genesis version, but we'll start with the sharp of the final boss. pretty surprising and progressive piece of music from Ishikawa. This is the final boss theme of these three, called The Strongest Foe. Definitely not the sound I would typically expect from Ishikawa. I think she's kind of going for something else here, stretching out a little bit. Kind of reminds me, kind of a similar compositional device to something like Megalovania, where you just have, at least in the beginning, that really simple repeated riff with uh, changing chord progression. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, let's take a little bit of a listen to how this sounds on the Genesis. Dare I say better? Yeah, I like that ascending uh, chord idea. Yeah, da, mm-hmm. da, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's a sort of ascending fifths over the um, changing progression is really cool. Um, yeah. It, it's tough to end on this one because it just is so cliche. It's so <laughs> kind of like just a generic rocking final boss. Well, luckily boss. we're not 
fully ending on it. We have a beautiful play out, but I, I hear you, man. Yeah, one thing interesting about the Genesis version, so that one was actually implemented by Noriyuki Iwadare, which is cool. And what he did uh, with the Genesis version is, is like you, you mentioned, he actually did add a couple of little harmonic lines here and there couple of additional right. little part writing which uh, it was very effective i think he did I that like on it. yeah a couple tracks he did it on the trading town as well and yeah so he did a good job on that version well it's a very effective final boss theme and it's a mm-hmm. nice close i think to the episode um, because we have gone in more or less of a chronological order through yeah. the story of East 3 Absolutely. We're going to play you guys out with the ending theme. It's beautiful. It's called Wanderers from Ease, and it's composed by Mieko Ishikawa. It's a great way to send you on your way. Thanks so much for exploring these two classic Falcom soundtracks with us this week and last week. Last week was East 2. This week is East 3. And next week... No, we'll, it'll not be East 4. We're, <laughs> we're going to take a little pause on, on Ease music for a while uh, get back into some other stuff. But this was so fun. You know, this music... Uh, is so oddly nostalgic to me. And I think it speaks to the power of video game music because I did not grow up with these games or music. I hadn't even heard of them at all until after we started the podcast. And so I think 2012 was the year that I discovered this music and it still makes me nostalgic. I hate to say though, man, that's like seven years ago. So I mean, (laughs) that's almost to a point where it makes sense that you would have nostalgic feelings because a lot can happen in seven years. Right. But I think in, on top of that, you know, compositionally and sound wise, when I first heard Ease 1 and 2, I was like, oh my gosh, this feels like Genesis music that I grew up with, but it's like new music I've never heard before. Right. That's true. That potentially inspired the music that I loved. And so it was really weird from a historical point of view. But yeah, really, really cool stuff. This was a lot of fun. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We'll play you out with the ending theme from Ease 3. And let us know what you thought of this this sharp x68 version if you have another version that you love um let us know you know there's a lot of ports there was also a famicom port of this which i didn't have a chance to check out um so that would be interesting but yeah let us know what you guys thought of these scores we had a great time you got anything else at the end will uh that's it other than that um stay tuned for a new episode of underscore which should be coming out if not this week then next week i think we're just gonna say next week on tuesday i think uh we're gonna drop a new episode of underscore and it's exciting because that will be the start of a new kind of month-long film subject and we've got a big one a really really big one so that's I'm awesome super excited very exciting. Well, I wanted to do one little quick plug before we wrap up. One thing that I've been doing a lot more of recently is I actually have been um, offering uh, Skype lessons. And I've been doing Skype lessons in composition as well as theory. And I even have one Skype student who is really interested in kind of getting started in video game music. And so if anyone is interested in uh, Skype lessons, I do offer hour-long uh, lessons. And it doesn't really matter where you are in the world. Uh, it's a fun way to to be able to teach people that are you know miles and miles away and so if you're interested that is something i offer you can go to my website carlbmusic.com and find a contact form there you could also just use the contact form on our supermercado bro site as well that'll that'll get to me so that's something i've been doing a little bit more of recently it's kind of fun to change up uh, my teaching methods so if you're interested drop me a line cool cool all right that's about it we're gonna play you guys out with the ending theme my name is carl brueggemann and i'm will brueggemann have a great week everybody peace out